if you could click a button, get the altered effect to help your life, to engage in life, right? Not escape it, to engage in your life more. And then within 15, 20 minutes of turning it off, you're back to base. That's why we did this, right? There's a lot of people who want that in all types of industries. I'm Scott Donnell, and this is the Lifestylist Podcast. All right, folks, roll up your sleeves. This is episode 364. It's called Get High on Your Own Supply and Master Your Moods with the Happies Scott Donnell. And this episode is brought to you by our friends over at Blue Blocks, Water and Wellness, and On It. You'll hear a bit about them later in the show. So our guest today, as I said, is Scott Donnell, who has 10 years of experience building over 80 consumer products. His first company, Apex Leadership, has 115 franchises and serves over 3 million customers. However, now he's devoted developing his expertise in tech, web dev, product design, and manufacturing and marketing at this company called Happy. Now, Happy, spelled H-A-P-B-E-E, by the way, imagines a world where every human being can unleash the potential they're born with. So the potential to be happy, present, productive, and connected by helping you take control of your mind and mood. What they do is use a proprietary ultra-low frequency energy technology that emulates specific magnetic fields to produce desired feelings in the body. So for example, in the app, which I have and I use every day, literally, uh, one's called happy, there's alert, focus, relax, calm, and deep sleep. The happy device generates these sensations by delivering precise, low-power electromagnetic signals. And that's what we're going to talk about today, as well as how Scott got into the game. Now, as I said, I personally use this device every single day, and I found it so useful for applications like deep sleep, focus, and mood elevation. And uh, I just had to invite him on the show to figure out how the hell he did it, because it's really wild technology. I come across a lot of stuff, as you might imagine, and I go through phases of different technologies that I'm into, and it's not that often that one really sticks and becomes part of my daily regimen, and Happy has. In fact, I have one around my neck now. However, it's not turned on because it <laughs> it makes a, a bit of a noise in the microphone, and you'll hear why later. Here's a taste of what we cover in this conversation with Scott. How to align your mind with your goals, conquering stress, boosting your focus and rest and recovery after a strenuous workout or taxing day. Scott's bent for serial entrepreneurship, how to deal with the stress involved of doing big things and how he recovered personally from a recent meltdown. We also discuss MyFirstSale.com, a really cool company Scott founded to help kids learn about entrepreneurship, sort of like the Etsy for kids how he discovered the company Emulate and the incredible breakthrough they made with frequency science that paved the way for the happy, the technology that allows you to get the benefits of molecules like CBD, caffeine, THC, alcohol, melatonin, theobromine, and nicotine without ever having to ingest them or deal with some of the consequences of doing so, the current signals that happy transmits and the new signals coming next, like the possibility of a signal similar to Viagra, for example. And finally, one of my favorite parts of the conversation where Scott breaks down the clinical trials and studies that have and continue to be conducted proving Happy's effectiveness. So if you're someone interested in cutting edge ways to upgrade your brain and your mood, this episode is going to blow you away. And if by the end of the show you find yourself curious about trying the Happy yourself, you can visit happy.com slash Luke Story. That's H-A-P-B-E-E 
happy.com slash Luke Story, where Scott and his generous team have offered listeners $80 off the starter kit and $200 off the founder kit. And you'll find those uh, bonuses at happy.com slash Luke Story. No code needed. Okay, let's jump into the interview and prepare to get upgraded in every way. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. Enjoy the show and remember to share it with a friend. Scott, thanks for coming out to Austin, Texas, dude. Absolutely. Good to be here. Yeah, I see you've got your happy around your neck. I do. All lit up beautifully. For those that are going to end up watching this on YouTube, uh, they will, of course, know what we're talking about. You are someone who is a serial entrepreneur. You look like a youngish guy, but doing my research on you, I found that you have had your hands in a lot of companies and are doing really exciting things. So aside from kind of the main thing we're going to be talking about is mood regulation and ways in which someone can change the way they feel without actually putting anything in their bloodstream. Tell us about a couple of the other ventures that you've had along the way. And I definitely want to include the work you're doing with kids yep. at the site called <clears throat> myfirstsale.com. So give us kind of your entrepreneurial background because I'm fascinated by all the things that you've gotten into. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for having me. This is going to be a lot of fun. I'm uh, basically a serial entrepreneur, ADD turned into something positive. I think we all have a good thing there. But yeah, I love business. I love solving problems. My first business was in third grade, believe it or not. Uh, bead gecko, keychains. That's why we do my first sale for the kids. I want kids to be able to learn the principles of financial literacy, profit, business, build confidence for the future. That's why we built that company to teach them all about how to make and manage money. Um, but yeah, third grade. Uh, started making bead gecko keychains. I hired all my classmates. They stopped going to lunch and recess because they were making me keychains for like 25 cents. And uh, then I got suspended. And I knew there, <laughs> my supply chain got cut. They didn't like that none of my friends were going to recess. That's funny. You got <laughs> suspended for like- I did monetizing your class yeah but it was voluntary anyway yeah. it was a lot of fun uh but i you know i fell in love with business super early real first business was you know back in 2010 my wife uh amy who we, we celebrate 10 years in a couple months here congratulations thank you thank you that's probably the number one accomplishment she's a first grade teacher she was for many years she spent money on her kids a saint in other words literally an angel <laughs> in human form believe me man but yeah she needed money for a classroom. And the only thing out there at the time was like cookie dough sales and chocolate, you know, whatever it would be to sell the kids pedal door to door. I didn't really like that. And the schools make no money, by the way. So like if you buy cookie dough from a kid at school, that school's only going to get like five of the 20 bucks. Okay. So it's not teaching the kids really anything. It's not even safe. So we, we launched Apex Fun Run. It's a school fundraising program that teaches leadership and character and fitness. Here in Austin, I think two-thirds of all of the elementary and middle schools use it, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah, we're, and we're all over the country. Um, it, it blew up. It, now we have 100-something franchises. We're in 38 states, 5 million kids almost now served, and super fun company. It's a passion, for sure, teaching kids kind of the next generations, and that's why we do My First Sale, too, teaching kids about the business stuff. And is my first sale sort of like an Etsy for kids where the model that you were creating these keychains, like kids can create art or yeah. tchotchkes and sell them? Yep. We got tens of thousands of kids like 
t-shirts, candles, sugar scrubs. They basically join the site. We give them a curriculum with like little three-minute, four-minute videos on what's profit. How do you do, choose your price? What's a good product for me? And based on my passion, what I care about. And uh, we teach, we literally give them their own webpage as well to sell safely. They launch it and we've got kids selling thousands of dollars. I think our top kids at almost 10,000 already sold as like a 12-year-old, I think, or an 11-year-old. And they're all over the place. It's, it's been a lot of fun. We're actually building an app right now. Um, so if you're listening to this later in 2021, we'll have an app to teach kids to make and manage money. It's like a bank account for kids. Wow. So that's being built right now. And uh, you can go to the website. My First Sale does business fairs for schools now. So a school signs up elementary and middle schools, and we run this whole hassle-free program to teach all the kids how to do a business. And we do a huge business fair and all the community comes and buys from the kids online and really, really fun. So Wow, that's so cool. I sent that site to my friends, um, Elliot and Bree. They have, I think she's around, Vera's around nine now. And I sent it to them and they're like, love it, man. She's already on Etsy, but this is better. And I was like, oh, cool. You know, like they, they already kind of had that idea. I don't yet have kids. So I'm kind of learning these types of things so that I can down the road, start to integrate some of this. Because I think especially there are people that are wired to have a job and they love their job if they find the right one, right? Right. And there are some people that are just not built that way. And I was one of those kids. I just hated school, was not good at school. There were very few things about school that I liked. And what school, you know, traditionally speaking in this country, at least sort of prepares you for is to be a good employee, a cog in the machine. And uh, when I attempted to do that in my first few jobs, I hated that even more than school. <laughs> you know what I mean? At least in school, you could screw around. You can't really screw around and keep your job. So thankfully, like you, I found entrepreneurship and discovered, uh, wow, there's talents that I have that that I just didn't know that I had or that they were actually meaningful or could have some sort of a contribution. That's right. And I think it's so important for kids to understand that because I mean, I think the kids that are being born now based on the ones here in Austin, even that I know, they're just different animals, man. They are very unique. There's a micro evolution, I think, throughout the generations is, I mean, it's palpable to me. Yeah. That these kids are just like very bright. And I can't see them sitting in one of those little desks that I sat in for however many six hours a day, just repeating things by road and really training their memorization and cheating skills. So I really applaud you for that venture. It sounds very cool. Yeah, thank you. I actually, I believe that this is the future of education. You know, when we were growing up, it was like cogs in a machine. And a lot of the school system is trying to buck that trend right now, right? I think kids need confidence for the future. And they need a skill set for the future. And you have to learn by doing nowadays. You can't just pop open a textbook. Most kids don't learn that way. Okay. I never certainly didn't. I, I, I knew that if I went out and did something, I'd learn that for life. Like I was terrible at reading for the first 15 years of my life. But if, but I had a photographic memory, I could see 25 numbers in a row and remember them. Really? Yeah. I mean, I was so different. They thought that I was. I couldn't read. I was slow. I had a twin sister who was like the smartest kid in class. And they're like, oh yeah, she got all the brains. They almost failed me kindergarten, first and second grade. And I would like avoid school like the plague. Then third grade, I beat my teacher in chess. First time I'd ever played. And they were like, oh, Scott's got something going on inside. He's just different, right? And I realized at that point that I just, I learned differently. 
I'm always taking things apart. I'm always thinking about business. I, as a kid, as a 10 year old, and you know, 10% of the population is like us. They, they want to have to create, they want to start their own business. Some people are really worried about it, but I think if we can get kids to realize that this is an opportunity because it's not taught in schools, this is, we're starting extracurricular because it's not something that you can really get mainstream education to take hold of because it's only something that a minority of the students would actually latch onto. And so what we're trying to do is our mission is 10 million kids, teach them about financial literacy, investing, budgeting, saving, and the principles of entrepreneurship. So that's, that's the mission of the company. I think you know, it's a fantastic way of learning here in Austin. Jeff Sandifer, who's my, one of my closest mentors, he started Acton Academies. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you've heard of those. I was those. looking into that, yeah. Yeah. So he started those way back when I went to grad school here for entrepreneurship back in 08. And we've been close ever since. And they've got almost a thousand schools now for kids learning. It's sort of like a Montessori style, one room schoolhouse, learn by doing. Every Friday, they're doing live apprenticeships throughout the city. No school. They're just like studying or going around with other people in real life. Oh, that's so like cool. Like an eight-year-old. I wonder if any of those kids would want to apprentice on a podcast. Oh, absolutely. It'd be fun, you know, like teaching the kids how to work the mics and cameras and preparing your questions and stuff like that. Why not? This yeah. is what you do for a living, you know, but shouldn't just everyone be a, an accountant or a lawyer or an engineer or a nurse, right? The jobs that the majority of kids are going to have in 10, 15 years, I'm talking about elementary schoolers, Mm-hmm. have not been invented yet. Think about that for a second. How can you prepare with a cookie cutter education the next generation of jobs that aren't even there yet, right? Think about that. More millionaires were created in the last 10 years since the recession than all of history before that. Really? Think about that to combine. Wow. Like it's, it's growing at a pace that new jobs, new industries, new opportunities are going to not just replace old ones, they're going to expand, right? This is how you grow economies. This is how you, more people creating more value for other people requires more help. I think that the best way to prepare the next generation for the workforce is to give them real world chances, right? We don't care how much money they make. We just want them to learn this, that you can make something out of nothing with your hands that other people value. That is all it is, man. Like, have you ever heard an economist explain it like that? It should be explained like that. It's not it doesn't have to be some PhD only economist. It's create something with your hands out of nothing to serve someone else, and that creates a win-win. Wow. And if kids can understand that, their their confidence goes through the roof. Because every kid has incredible talents and gifts to give the world. Why not unlock them? So that's what yeah. we're doing. Cool. Awesome. Well, I'm glad we got to touch on that. Yeah. Now, in all the things that you have going on running these different companies. I know you've had a zillion employees through all the different things that you've done. And in doing some research on you, you're recently talking about some pretty tough times that you went through where the stress of that high performance lifestyle started to take its toll. Tell us a little bit about that before we really get into the, you know, the main point of the conversation, because I think that lends itself to obviously finding solutions for these types of issues. Well, I, I, just for starters, happy basically saved my life in, in, a, in a very clear way with my mental breakdown. So this, we're two and a half years into this company, kind of took off like a rocket, raised you know, 9 million bucks or so. Went, we went public at the 20-month at the mark in Toronto. 
Wow. And now we're That's listening. That's quite soon, is it not? Way too fast. Okay. <laughs> if you're asking anybody. I don't know a lot about it's crazy. corporate uh, you know, yeah. um, timelines, but seems like from observing companies that that's pretty damn quick way too fast yeah and not too fast in terms of a business model everyone's done great it's too fast in terms of what you can withstand doing it and anybody who's been in tech or had a fast-growing business or a, or a content platform of any kind has kind of understood this it is a pressure cooker it's a blender and a lot of people don't realize the stress that that causes right deadlines and you know i was getting at one point probably 200 emails a day that had nothing to do with spam. They were like six paragraph lawyer email. Like you got to read this and respond by midnight kind of stuff. And like I said earlier, I don't like to read that, you know, that fast. I remember it if I read it, but I don't read that fast anyway. So all that added up and then going public and all the demand. And, you know, we go on Dave Asprey and Jim Quick and Ben Greenfield and everyone just, and so the whole functional health community the counselors, psychiatrists, biohackers, early adopters just totally glommed onto this. So then we're trying to make up with manufacturing, thousands and thousands of units that are all being like going off the shelves as fast as we can make them. COVID's, we literally launched our Indiegogo, which was just a test, right? We've raised all our money, but the Indiegogo was just a test to see how the marketing would work. And we sold like half a million dollars of product in the first like day or two. It was crazy. And then COVID hit like three weeks later, and all the manufacturing got just crushed worldwide. Supply chains and chips and semiconductors. It was about a 25-week lead time, right? Oh my God. Ask any entrepreneur worldwide, how are you going to decide what, what's going to happen in your business in six months? You have no clue. And you got to order it, right? It's a huge risk. And so we're like, oh no, we're way under bid. We got to triple our orders. And so anyway, all that kind of comes together. We're hiring like crazy um, and this was back in um, September, October is when it all kind of came to a head last year. I woke up one morning and my, I didn't even wake up. I couldn't sleep all night. My chest was hurting. I thought I was having like a mini heart attack. I woke up, couldn't see straight. I tried to like look at a screen, like my phone. I couldn't read the words. Um, and I have pretty good 20-20 vision and it really freaked me out. It's terrible headache. And I was like, well, maybe I'm you know just tired or not enough water or, you know, just kind of going through the checklist. And turns out I had like a, basically like my brain was in overload and I had a breakdown. So I just went, like I had a day of this where I thought I was slowly dying and then immediately went into the doctor and was like, what is happening to me? And they didn't know, ran a bunch of tests. Anyway, turned out I had about 50 problems, not just one thing. It was just everything kind of piled on itself. So for starters, I had a parasite in my gut. Uh, we did blood workups, stool, urine, everything. We had the full workup. I had a parasite in my gut that I didn't know about that I think I got from surfing in El Salvador. I had uh, celiac disease, have, no gluten, dairy for me. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't know. Wow, that's hardcore. Yeah. Uh, and so the villi in my gut was just sloughing off every day. And so I wasn't getting any nutrients to my body, maybe 20% of the normal. And for some reason, I just dealt with it just didn't think about, yeah, I got problems. I had uh, brain issues. I was pre-dementia, pre-cancer, and pre-diabetes. I had zero trace minerals, like 90% of them were just gone. No vitamin A, no vitamin D, no B5 and 12, no zinc or manganese. Like it's just my body was completely depleted. And the worst one was that I, um, I couldn't produce butyric acid. And butyric acid is what helps calm down your GABA nervous system, right? And so my brain was stuck 
Uh, you were stuck in fight or flight. That's interesting. I didn't know that connection. I know that when I did a last round of labs with Dr. Scott Schur, who's been on the show, um, he sort of has a functional medicine kind of model. And he said, you don't have any of that butyric acid. So he got me on like a butyrate supplement. Yep. yep. Uh, but I didn't know the GABA connection. That's really interesting. Yeah. If you are, if you have the inability to calm down your nervous system, you get stuck in high beta, you get stuck in survival mode. It's like pressing the gas without gas in the tank in your car, just high rev all the time. And I thought that was just my brain for years because I'm an entrepreneur who, when I'm sleeping, I'm thinking about problem solving. I mull in my sleep. So I'd wake up with an answer to a problem or a people issue or a, every entrepreneur has like a hundred issues at all times. And you just sort of, you're always ranking them and trying to think through them and fix them. And, and I thought that was normal, but that what that really was, was my brain on overdrive nonstop, which was completely eating up all of my energy that was left. Right. And so my gut was so unhealthy because of all that. And so I had terrible gut bacteria issues. I was missing like four of the major families of gut bacteria. I was a mess just to put it simply. So yeah, immediately antibiotics for the parasite and then changing diet right away, changing workouts, schedules, going through sleep hacking, you know, 50 different things, complete darkness, using the melatonin signal for sleepy before every single night, trying to get myself to aura ring stats above 80 because I was in like the 50s and 60s. Are you and serious? It was terrible. Man. Wow. I was, I was going on probably four and a half, five hours. And we have three little kids too. You got to remember, I got a five-year-old, three-year-old and almost one-year-old. And they're an incredible blessing. They're also don't sleep. So you just add all this together. And I was, I was under fire, man. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Doing way better now. Listeners of this show want to take charge of their health and wellness. They're people who are seeking and striving to do all the right things for the body to give them more energy, better sleep, a healthy immune system, and to improve their personal performance and gain the vitality needed to live longer, better, healthier lives. I don't know about you, but that fits me 100%. Here's the thing, though. It gets confusing out there, right? There's a barrage of bias, misleading, impersonal information that creates a lot of doubt and confusion, which obscures your way forward. There are just so many experts out there, including the ones on this show, that are making universal recommendations without you really knowing what your body needs specifically based on thorough biomarker testing. So as a result, people often lack three important things to help them get a clear picture of what their body looks like on the inside, a clear measure of whether their diet and exercise choices are helping or hurting, and a clear idea of who or what to trust when it comes to health, wellness, and performance guidance. This, my friends, is exactly what Inside Tracker has been designed to solve. They're illuminating your path forward for your personal best. They offer folks like us a clearer picture than we've ever had before of what's going on inside your body. These guys provide an ultra-personalized performance system that analyzes data from your blood, DNA, lifestyle, and fitness tracker to help you optimize your body and reach your health and wellness goals. I just did the testing and uh, it illuminated quite a few surprising facts about what's going on inside this body. It's pretty incredible when you really see in front of you in a concrete way what your body needs. Inside Tracker was founded in 2009 by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics. Using their patented algorithm, they analyze your body's data to provide you with a clear picture of what's going on and to offer you science-backed recommendations that are ultra-effective for your diet and lifestyle. So once you've done your testing, Inside Tracker tracks your progress and makes recommendations based on what they find. 
So if you're ready to stop guessing about your micronutrient, mineral, hormone, and DNA status, Inside Tracker has the solution. And for a limited time, you can get 25% off the entire Inside Tracker store. Just go to insidetracker.com slash Luke and start your journey into quantifying your body's performance. Again, that's insidetracker.com slash Luke for 25% off. Thank you for sharing that in a, you know, authentic and vulnerable way. I think a lot of people from the outside look at someone who has success and notoriety and is buying and selling companies and investing in this or that. And it appears to be on the surface, you know, a life of privilege and ease, but no one see, you know, and one could look at the fact that you're getting a couple hundred emails a day and be like, oh, big deal. Like I can't pay rent or, you know, everyone has their burden. Right. But I think that it's very subjective when it comes to stress. There's, it's the same stress. It's just like what you're stressing about, right? Right. I might've had my car repossessed and you're complaining about your emails and you whiz off in a Mercedes Benz. And I'm like, this dick, you don't have stress. Mike, you know what I mean? But it's like, all of us are experiencing just the pressures of life in different ways. And sometimes I find that people that really take on a lot, including myself at times, are way more stressed out than people would think because on the surface, you know, looks like you kind of have it made. You're, you're successful, right? Our, our uh, valuation of success is often based on performance rather than our inner state and how regulated we are and how vital we are. Right. And that's kind of a, I think a cultural issue that we have that I think is where many of us are growing out of that, but just that performance metric, the definition of success being what you see on the outside rather than, well, how do you actually feel on a day-to-day basis? Right. So what's the point of owning 10 companies if you want to freaking kill yourself? You know what I mean? It's like, I'll go work at McDonald's and be a fry cook and be happy rather than do that, you know? So yeah, yeah that's so. why, that's why Elon Musk basically said, you don't want to be me, right? Yeah. When they asked, how does it feel like to be one of the richest men, if not the richest man in the world? And he just said, you don't understand, right? And I, I actually can understand what he's, what he goes through. And no, it's not something that you at times wish on your worst enemy, but it also gives you incredible humility to say, everyone's got their own fires. Every, you know, every, whether you're a parent or you're dealing with a health issue, right. You know, at least I've been able to fix the majority of these health issues, right. If that was just going to be me for the rest of my life, there's this incredible quote, I forget who said it, but it's basically he who has his health has a thousand dreams. He who does not have his health has one. Ooh, that's and good. Yeah. I thought about that during the sickness and kind of the recovery phase, just saying, you know, thank God I am able to heal from most of this. Obviously there's trauma and I've done a ton, you know, 40 years of Zen for a whole week of, of counseling work and trauma work and a ton of forgiveness. I actually think that the forgiveness work I did for the crazy things that happened in my life helped me more than anything on that yeah. entire recovery journey. But Everybody's got their own history, man. And if you're on social media, you're comparing your backstage problems to everybody else's highlight reel. Nobody else is going to tell you their problems on social media with hundred thousands of likes. They're going to tell their best side of it, but you don't know what's actually going on. In fact, the opposite is most likely actually going on. Yeah. Two days ago was the biggest uh, wake-up call I've had in many years. We were down in Mexico took my family, got off grid, had to just check out for a week. It was amazing. It was the first time I've done that since our honeymoon, man. So turn the phones off, 
get off the grid. We went down to Rocky Point, Mexico. There's a really cool place there called Sonoran Sky, right on the Baja. We were there with one of my really, really close friends, one of my best friends in the world, named Jean. And Jean and I have helped build houses down there for some of the Mexican families that live in tarps and cardboard. And we went down and we, we've done this for almost a decade now with friends of ours and a lot of the business owners, we do it just to serve the families. Well, he had stayed in touch with one of the local families that he built a house for and invited their whole family over for dinner one night. There were six people there, the father, two kids, his young son had a wife and a new baby. And that entire house of six lived in a, a house that we built for them that was the size of this room. And, you know, it was like a wow. 20 by 10 or 15 by 10. And they couldn't be more thankful because before that it was tarps and cardboard. And he makes $150 a month that they all live off of. Think about that. $150 a month, which is the average there for the locals. And that's what he uses to provide for his family. And I'm sitting there with my three little kids who are playing with their, you know, six-month-old daughter and, you know, my five-year-old Reagan is feeding a bottle to her and it's just the cutest thing. And I'm in the back of my mind, I'm just going, holy cow. And they are so excited and thankful and grateful to be hanging out with us, smiling. I couldn't believe it, man. And they left and I was just shell-shocked. I was like, this is, this is how a lot of the world thinks and lives. And I'm here stressed out about multi-million dollar issues and business deals, right? Like, who am I? right? There's a lot of people who just are trying to get their next meal. So yeah, there's a, there's a whole follow-up to that story and we're going to be helping their, his daughter with some med school stuff and things. But you know, it's that type of stuff is what grounds me and keeps me thinking about, you know, there's a lot of ways to help a lot more people and I can be okay running my businesses and dealing with day-to-day fires because we're helping millions of people in these businesses, Yeah, right? Don't forget that. You know, we hire so many people and provide more for their families and put food on the table and, and that's an honor for me. Um, but yeah, I think if, if an entrepreneur, anyone who's listening to this, it's important to start thinking about like the why of everything you do because money really at the end of the day, if you can cover basic life, like it doesn't, you don't get any happier. It doesn't fulfill you anymore. It's, it's not an end in itself. Money's a measuring tool. That's it. So yeah, that's my advice. That's, that's great. And that's kind of an unexpected sojourn into the realm of entrepreneurship, which I, I just wanted to touch on, but I'm glad we got to go into it with a little bit more depth because I can also mirror that point of view in being at a place in my life where I would say I'm most successful in all areas of life than I've ever been. Relationships, finances, mental health, emotional health, physical health, everything's better than it's ever been. However, as I was telling you <laughs> when, you, when you arrived today, <laughs> you know, have a lot going on. It's pretty stressful at the moment. All good things, all expansive life changes. But I went to set up my little recorder right here. I plug in the mics and I hear, <laughs> Christy was, Christy's helping me today for those that are listening and don't see her. There's someone over there, amazing young lady that's been so helpful to me. And I'm just getting so pissed off. I'm, I'm just... <laughs> what the fuck, you know, and I'm unplugging all the cables and plugging them back in. This is the same recorder I've been using for six years. Like what is happening? This is insane. Um, and then, you know, seeing myself in that moment, like you have a great life, but you're still human and you're going to get pissed off when things don't work right. It's yeah. a matter of 
kind of how fast can you recover and get back to center? The resilience level, I think, is, is what's important. Removing those expectations that you have to be high performance, optimized, perfect person in all the areas of your life all right. the time, because it's just, it's a, a fool's errand to think that one can. Yeah. Uh, so I, so I appreciate that point of view. And, and I was just thinking about the financial part. I mean, I think I'm definitely doing better right now at this point in my life than ever. And I wouldn't say that I'm any happier, uh, than times in which I was a, a couple hundred grand in debt, like two credit cards, just completely upside down back taxes. And I don't think I'm any happier now because my financial standing is a little more secure. Uh, I'm happier now because I care about it less, you know, and there are other things in my value, um, my value stack that have taken precedence over that self-care, the love for my fiance, the love for my dog, just the basic fundamental human connection uh, elements of life. And hopefully being a bit more humble about my perfectionism and just knowing like, yeah, a lot of things I'm great at and some that I'm not so much, um, such as putting on the hat and trying to work a microphone. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, that's what it was so, by the way. So back to, yeah. And for those watching, uh, on the video where we're talking about this uh, device here, which is really <clears throat> like the purpose of this conversation, but I love just kind of shooting the shit too, but, uh, we're going to talk about this, but before I do, I want people to know that you cannot wear the happy and work a microphone at the same time. Well, you can. He has his on, but it's not producing a signal. So. I didn't play the relaxed signal or anything. Yeah, so that's what that that that's what that was all about. But um, let's jump ahead a bit to you discovering this company, Emulate, and their early technology, and then just kind of bring us through the story of Happy as a company and as a technology, because this is one of the coolest things that I've found in a long time, and. I'm in a position that's so fortunate. A lot of people send me their products. I try things out. Some things work, some don't, at least for me, whether it's supplements, wearables, technology, et cetera. And this one for me has been like an everyday thing full on. I mean, literally every night I set the deep sleep program and Mm -hmm. I put it under my pillow. I make sure it's charged. By the way, good job on the, uh, the battery. This freaking battery lasts forever. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I don't know if it doesn't use a lot of power or what, but a lot of these things, wearables, like they're always dead. And then I forget about them. Um, so I'm full on board with this whole thing and want to kind of inform the audience about the origins of it. Cause the technology itself is mind blowing. The Navy thing, this, this whole thing is just super, uh, space age, Star Trek shit. And, and I want to hear all about it. Okay. So just to make sure everyone knows what it is real quick, and then I'll talk about the origins. Um, basically a wearable and we have others that we're making right now to so you have to wear it around your neck we have a bed form factor we're making there's a bunch of ways but what it's doing is it's triggering a response in the body that would mimic a drug like a melatonin we have a signal for melatonin um, called deep sleep people use their aura ring with it and they show incredible deep REM increase in stats we have a signal for caffeine that's uh, the our alert signal it mimics a cup or two of coffee we have a CBD relax signal for your joints and your muscles. I used that on the flight this morning. We have one for alcohol, believe it or not. No alcohol in your body. In fact, we have a ton of recovering addicts. We have one for nicotine as well. We have one for nicotine. That's our focus signal. It's a nootropic, basically. It's a nice buzz focusing agent. I was using that right for this podcast. And um, that's the, the technology is actually those molecules pulling the magnetic signature from them in our labs up in Seattle. 
with about 15 PhDs, including the guy who invented Cialis, Dr. Kenneth Ferguson. He's the chief scientist. But it's incredible technology. So people use it for productivity, energy boost in the morning, better sleep, less stress, less anxiety and, and de-stressing. Uh, and then a bunch of other things, but those are the main benefits. And we have 30 more signals that we're working on for diet and performance and sexual health and memory. And it's a, it's a platform, right? It, the app can play a thousand signals eventually. And so that's right now you have the first seven and we're going to be launching them like kind of like a Netflix into the app for everybody. <laughs> I, I, but I want to interrupt for a second and, and take you back. I was just thinking about how I found Happy. A friend of mine, um, who I'm just going to remain anonymous because the nature of what I'm about to say, but we went to lunch one day and this, I know you're talking and about this guy's in, the, he's in the know, you know what I mean? Like he would never text me and be like, Hey, we got to have lunch, but we were having lunch about something else. He's like, I got something really excited to talk to you about. And he would, I mean, we're all around a million of different things and something has to be really exciting to make a point of, you know, taking a meeting or bringing it up. So he said, dude, I found this technology. It's this thing you wear and you can be like high on weed or alcohol and you feel like you feel high and then you take it off and you're totally normal. And I didn't really get it. He didn't explain it that deeply, yeah. but as a former drug addict and alcoholic, when someone tells me there's like a safe way to feel high without any repercussions, mm -hmm. uh, it gets my attention because I just like to feel good. But anyway, so he told me about it and then sent me an email with the link. And I think it was to your Indiegogo first round. So I ordered one. And I liked it, but I couldn't figure out how to turn the Bluetooth off. And I'm an EMF nut. I don't even like wearing these headphones. Like there's probably EMF on those. I'm just super paranoid about EMF. So I remember being so disappointed and I sent it back. I was just like, I just can't wear Bluetooth around my head all day. You know, it's like, even if there are benefits such as like feeling the elation of, uh, you know, THC molecule or whatever it might be. Um, so I returned it. And then was so stoked recently to find uh, that you guys had installed a feature where you could turn the Bluetooth on and off. And you did a really great job of it, by the way, because you don't have to manually turn it on and off every time, right. which can be like after you're using something daily, um, multiple times a day, it gets really annoying to kind of have to keep resetting it. So you just sort of set it to Bluetooth off. And then when it ends, you can reconnect to the app. And anyway, good job. Very clean tech there. So Thank that, you. So that's how, yeah, it's, it's, it's super well done. So that's how I came into this was like, wait, you can change the way you feel by putting on this little magnetic coil. I will say that the friend that told me about it, I think kind of, and maybe he had a beta version where you, I, if I'm not mistaken, he was like, yeah, they have an <clears throat> ecstasy one and you feel like super on E and then you take it off and it's gone. And I, when I got it, I was like, I don't know. I'm not feeling, you know, that strong of a sensation. Yeah, that's but, not uh, public. Okay. so I, I uh, cannot confirm or deny what's going on in our labs. But yeah. I can tell you that we are working on really fun ones. Okay. That are, are going to have, all of these have an everyday use, right? I mean, think about it. If you could get, why do people take drugs? They take a drug for an altered state that would potentially give them a benefit to ease pain, to help them focus, to help them relax, to help them sleep. That's why people do this. I mean, coffee is one of the most used substances. Caffeine is a drug, right? There's an incredible benefit to you with caffeine. Now, you don't want five cups of coffee where your diarrhea shaky hands, but a couple cups is incredible for alert energy, right? That, a billion people rely on that every morning, right? 
So there is a, an altered state that people are trying to get that can help their lives. Okay, the, the pursuit of a drug is not a bad thing. It's the addictive nature and the byproducts of drugs that are the bad thing. I mean, if you drink alcohol, the byproduct out of your liver is formaldehyde. Okay, that's what comes out. And, you know, people, nicotine gets a bad rap because everyone thinks it's cigarettes. Well, it's no, it's a nootropic. There's a millions and millions of people and FDA approved products now that have just have nicotine because of the benefits for memory and your body. It's the carcinogens and the toxins and the smoke that kill you. And so all the byproducts that come with drugs and these harmful substances are what mess with your life. If you could click a button, get the altered effect to help your life, to engage in life, right? Not escape it, to engage in your life more. And then within 15, 20 minutes of turning it off, you're back to base. That's why we did this, right? There's a lot of people who want that in all types of industries. Yeah, very much so. And thanks for touching on nicotine too, because I often talk about nicotine products that I use and I have a love-hate relationship because I'm very prone to being addicted to them, Yeah, which I think I currently am. It runs in phases, but it's it's probably, I mean, it's a toss-up between caffeine and nicotine, but the combo of two, like if you want to focus, nicotine is incredible in a small dose. I mean, I'm talking two to four milligrams versus, I don't know what a cigarette is. It's probably 50 milligrams or way more. But yeah, anyway, I, I like that you guys included that and touched on it because that one in particular, I think, is useful because not only it's so effective, but it's so addictive. Mm -hmm. Like I screw around with a nicotine product and it's not long before I'm like looking Where around. Where the heck is that thing? Yeah, and I'm, I'm like, I just, I just ordered some of my Lucy gum and I checked the tracking. I was like, where is it? Like, you know, <laughs> I'm getting a little antsy about it. Is it going to arrive before our trip tomorrow? And I'm like, oh yeah, Luke, you're totally hooked. Well, I was laughing with my wife because she's in the same boat as like most of the other people who don't really know the, the chemistry behind nicotine. They all think it's cigarettes. It's, as, it's just a part of cigarettes is why people go back to it. But nicotine itself is a nootropic. It's in, I mean, there's the list is, of properties is endless of how it can help you. It's actually much more similar to caffeine than anything else. But I, you know, I've tried those Zin packs a, a few times and I'll once in a while put one in and it's about four to six milligrams of nicotine. And it's, it's an incredible focusing buzz, right? That's why people like it. You focus, but you get a relaxing buzz too. It's like the best of both worlds. And you, you have to be very careful about dosage and you, know, you don't want to use it over, where's that box kind of a feeling. But my wife's given me crap about it while we're driving to Starbucks so she can get a super large 100 gram sugar. That's a good one. Venti, a chai with foam. And I'm sitting there like, you're choosing a drug. Your drug's going to be a thousand calories. It's going to mess with your gut. And it's going to be way worse for you than my nootropic that I'm taking. Right. So we're just laughing about that. And I get the bad rap. That's hilarious. Well, I, you know, I would use that argument with, uh, with my Allison, but she literally does nothing habitual or, or anything <laughs> at all. You know, she's just has no tendencies toward addiction whatsoever, apparently. But yeah, when I first started kind of using the nicotine a bit more than normal, she did look at me a little sideways for a moment there. And then I think she just figured out like this guy's just a nut and he's going to do his thing. Um, but now think about happy, right? Yeah, With I know. happy, we have a focus signal, which is from nicotine. It's the magnetic signature of actual nicotine, right? And so it triggers the nicotinian receptor sites. It's giving you a nice, pleasant, subtle buzz 
and then you turn it off, you're back to base. There's nothing in your body there. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Water and Wellness. Those of you that have heard Robert Slovak on the show before will be familiar with this company. These guys are where I go for all things water. Three products I want to mention right here. First off, the Active H2 Hydrogen Tabs. I take these things every single day. They're really great for jet lag and flying, by the way. I do not get on a plane without the Active H2. I also pop one or two of them in the water that I drink every single morning when I wake up, and there is nothing that perks my brain up like this. Incredible for inflammation, incredible for a lot of stuff. That's Active H2 Hydrogen Tabs. These guys also sell my favorite water purification system, which is the AquaTrue. It's a countertop reverse osmosis system. No bacteria buildup or any funkiness there. Absolutely pure water. And then once I purify that water, I add the Quinton Sea Minerals. And uh, you can also find those on the same site. And I also take the Quinton Minerals on the plane every time I go to. So those three products and more are available at waterandwellness.com story. And you'll get 10% off all products on the site with the code STORY10. And for a limited time, when you buy two or more bottles of Active H2 Hydrogen, you'll get 20% off. So head over to waterandwellness.com story. So take us back to the Emulate company and the origin of this technology, because I'm sure people are listening going, wait, what? What do you mean the what do you mean the frequency signature of a molecule? How does that work? And this part to me is just so bizarre with the submarines and that yep. whole bit. Yep. Okay. So um, the reason why you haven't heard about it is because it was under wraps for the first fifteen years. So back in the early two thousands, this started with uh, a guy named Mike Butters. Okay, and he brought in a, over a dozen other scientists, physicists, biochemists, doctors with one hypothesis. What if a drug molecule has a frequency? Okay, and the reason why they thought that is because a non-covalent bond in the body, right? There's two types of bonds, covalent, non-covalent, when you take a drug. A covalent bond, you physically need something there. It's a chemical bond to receptor sites, the lock and key, substrate enzyme model. You ha- it's like food, okay? Vitamins, amino builders, you have to have it there. I can't fill your stomach with a, you know, a frequency. But non-covalent bonds are where it gets really interesting. A non-covalent bond, which is two-thirds of all drugs, um, is a, uh, it, it's like a remote control trigger in the body. When you take a ibuprofen, for instance, there's no chemical bond there. It is a free-ranging electrons exchanging, causing a frequency, okay? Causing a resonance that triggers certain receptor sites in your body. And that's why they had, Einstein thought this, Richard Feynman thought this, but no one had been able to prove it. And so they got together and they said, what if we could figure out a way to do it? It's got to be possible. And the only technology they found was a naval technology called magnetometers. Magnetometers are these propane looking tanks that are 0.15 zeros of sensitivity. Okay. It's the world's most powerful magnetic frequency recording device. The Navy actually uses them to try to find out where the nuclear subs are because a nuclear sub has an EMF, right? And, and fighter pilots, yeah. They, I mean, so it's actually used as a defense technology as well. And so they got a hold of a couple of these things, blew their money, um, you know, almost 18 years ago now. And they started messing with them to see, okay, instead of listening outward, could we listen inward to a molecule, a drug molecule? 
put it in in liquid form and see if it throws off a, a magnetic wake. Okay, almost like a little boat going through a harbor that has a wake that ripples to the shore. What if you could record that? And what if you could play it back on the body? What would it do? That was their hypothesis, okay? So they started working on it. Faraday cages and liquid helium and a bunch of, you know, 40 patents later, 38 patents later, and $80 million, they, they got a reading. And I was actually there the day they got nicotine. It was dissolved in propylene glycol and turned into liquid form. Put it inside of this and you could literally see. Like I was watching it be at the sound floor, right? And then all of a sudden it would jump between DC and 22 kilohertz once they put the, the molecule in there. And so what you're getting is a 2D recording of this molecule that you know, has electrons oscillating and throwing off a wake in 3D. But if you can get a 2D recording over time, a minute or so of that recording, the body is almost tricked to think that there's something in it, but there's nothing in the body. And so your receptor sites are, are like, huh, I think we have caffeine. I think we have melatonin. And then light goes on, light goes off, causes an effect. And so that was the incredible discovery. Um, I invested in the tech uh, over 14 God, years ago. I would too. <laughs> I'd be like, honey, we're selling the house all in on oh, this. I gave them hundreds and hundreds of thousands. I gave them most everything I had at the time. I mean, I was right out of college and I, I had some money because I'd done really well in a sales thing. And I was like, oh, this is it. This is the multi-billion dollar opportunity. Here we go. And little did I know that it was, you know, decades of FDA work that they're going through, right? The, so the Emulate Therapeutics is the parent company. They are doing all the medical work. So they're working with people with brain tumors right now, with cancer patients. They've worked with hundreds of people because they got the signal for Taxol, which is a chemo. Oh, yeah. And they have been helping people with recurrent glioblastoma tumors, and they've had incredible results. Wow. And they've been doing that since 2011, I think, 2012. Yeah, and I'm going to just interject for a second. When it comes to the medical side, I know that's not what Happy's doing and we're not going to make medical claims and all that, but right. with the emulate, the FDA cleared procedures and things like that, is there, I know when, when an alternative modality uh, kind of threatens a, an existing drug, there's often conflict, right? And pushback. And it's hard for people to get things approved because there are these power monopolies and yep. lobbyists and things like that. So if you own the patent on a chemo drug, there's going to be a lot of force coming back at you oftentimes to prevent you from coming up with something that is more natural or alternative and things like Novel, that. Novel, yes. But because this is these technologies and frequencies uh, are patentable, are they just kind of like in the game with the the rest of the yeah. more pharmaceutical based yeah. treatments or is it still way outside the box and is it difficult to break through the medical system because if you if you cure someone and i'm not saying emulate or happy cures anyone but let's just say i'm a doctor you come to me and what i give you cures you you're no longer a customer of mine or of the pharmaceutical industrial complex so it's really from a business model it's horrible business to get people well right Right. I'd rather just, if I owned the chemo company and I wasn't a good person, I would want to keep them on chemo as long as I could keep them alive. Yeah. And that's how a lot of the model, not all, but a lot of the model is set up. So how does that work in terms of patents and legality and FDA clearance and things on the medical side with emulate? Yeah. So great question. Um, brass tax, there is no patent for the digital side of this because no one else has ever been able to do it. We can own literally thousands of those patents. 
The problem is, in practicality, we don't want to pick a fight with big pharma. Yeah, right. Okay? And so what we are doing is um, Taxol is an off-patent chemo drug. Okay, it's already passed its 20-year patented time window. So when they got that recording, it had already passed. And so they're not picking a fight with a currently held patented drug, which is why we're not going to go after other RXs until we have maybe a big partnership or just we're not going to touch them for many years. That's interesting. So you can't even compete with an existing valid patent, even though you're not introducing an exogenous molecule into the body. Can we? Or will we? <laughs> if the question is, can we? It's, we could. You could. But legal. will we? It's like, uh, these guys are worth $100 billion each. Yeah. Why would I pick that fight? Oh, that's so interesting. And so, but we're open to talk. I mean, if, and if you know, the parent company who's doing the medical side, right? We're consumer side. And so this is how it happens. So, you know, I've been investing these guys forever. I go off and build Apex. You know, we're doing these other businesses. And the, the company is basically older. You know, this is almost 20 years in. These guys are in their 60s, some in their 70s now late fifties, I kept saying, you guys, there's an incredible opportunity for the pets, for agriculture, for let's create a consumer technology that doesn't make the medical claims that just is help you sleep better, help you relax, help you stay focused, help you have more energy. Those aren't medical claims. Those are general wellness claims and easily backed up by our placebo controlled blinded studies. You know, we, we're doing a big sleep study right now. We've done animal testing with blinded lab, you know, blinded lab techs where the animals themselves showed the behavior of the underlying molecule and the lab techs didn't even know if there was a signal or not, right? So we've done a lot of that background work to back up what we're saying, but we don't want to create the medical side. The parent company, uh, they want to, they're going after pain. They're going after uh, anxiety next. You know, they're recording some much stronger signals that are going to be coming out here later, hopefully in the next year to the public. We're just doing basic fun stuff that you and I talk about on this, on this podcast. So I think that, you know, they came to me and said, we don't know anything about tech, about apps and consumer tech and e-com and all that kind of stuff. Why don't you do it? And I said, okay. So I brought in a team to run my other businesses and launched this. And so here we are. That's how it all happened. And it's just because I invested in them and I'd known them for, I've, I've known this technology for over a decade, so I can talk about it. I'm not the scientist who created it, but I, I can talk about it like the back of my hand because I've been with it so long. So these non-covalent bonds, just to circle back to that, these are signaling molecules. So it's not a biochemical reaction with these type of substances that could affect, you know, whether it be on the medical side or just well-being, like what you're doing with Happy. So essentially that's sending a signal to your body, go off and do these other things. And then you feel a certain way as a result of those things that your body is doing. Yep. So it's really not important that you actually have the molecule in you. It's actually, a, it's a uh, detraction. If you really want to get down to it, putting that stuff in your body might taste or smell good, but the byproducts I think could be harmful to you. And so what we're doing is we're just bypassing. As I much mean, as certainly with something like alcohol, right? Like I've never believed the hype that like a glass of wine a day is good for you. I mean, maybe you have the polyphenols and you have the things, but like, is it really worth the detriment of the formaldehyde that so ensues? The community when... that comes from having a nice glass of wine is probably the healthiest part. I mean, some of the things I do, I'm sure have side effects, but the net benefit outweighs it. There might be a device I use that has some EMF and I go, well, 
you know, I'm going to lay on this thing for 20 minutes and get some EMF, but the benefit of my nervous system relaxing for 20 minutes is going to outweigh the detriment. So I think that's the case with some things. And um, of course, moderation and frequency has a lot to do with that. So, well, and don't get me wrong because I love a good cigar once in a while with friends. I, I love a Manhattan once in a while. That's my family's drink. In fact, my dad's dad who passed away 20 years ago, he on his tombstone is the perfect Manhattan recipe. I'm not kidding. Wow. It, John Donnell. And he's buried in the Dalles, Oregon. And it's just his name. I don't even think it says when he died. It just has the perfect Manhattan recipe uh, on his tombstone. Tell me tombstone. he didn't die of alcohol-related. <laughs> no. Okay. He died skiing on his 72nd day skiing. I'd really respect uh, if an alcoholic <laughs> died of alcoholism. It was just like, fuck you guys. I'm going down like this. This is my martini recipe. Yeah, on my tombstone. So anyway, I, I love a good Manhattan once in a while. But I'll, I will cut back, right? And so instead of three more or more... I'll have one and I'll play the happy signal, which comes from scotch and it doubles the power. Ah, that's what I want to ask you because I was thinking about my tendency to do I, this hot bay spray called uh, meditation mist that I mm -hmm. love. I unfortunately don't do it while talking because it makes my eyes water and I got to blow my nose after, <laughs> but I do various forms of nicotine or say I get up and I, I have a coffee and then I run the happy signal that's mimicking that molecule I was thinking that it was like canceling itself out, but you can actually kind of just double the effect or, you know, whatever the metric of multiplication is yeah. there. Yeah. Oh, I mean, cool. or you can extend the feeling. So yeah, I mean, it just depends on receptor sites. So let's run through, I want to open the app here. Okay. Uh, for those again, that are watching the video, I don't know if you guys By can the way, see that on my red phone, but you have like a, we gave you got your audience a discount as a gift. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, thanks for mentioning that because I always forget to do it in the middle of an interview and then I'll plug something for the for the guest like in the intro and the outro. I'm like, <laughs> people don't listen to those things. So it's happy.com slash Luke story is the link. It's H-A-P-B-E-E. -E. Yeah, the logo's a B to, if you want to remember, happy. Be. We want to make you happy. So happy.com slash Luke story. And then what's the deal you're giving our link? We'll give, uh, there's like a lifetime where you never have to pay a membership for any signals ever again. That's like 800 bucks. And that's 200 off of the thousand dollar price. Okay. And then we're giving 80 bucks off of the basic $300. So 380 cool. and then we'll give you 80 bucks off to 299. And then uh, that's like a $19 a month membership. Like basically two drinks at the bar pays for this membership and you'll get you'll get unlimited access to all this that's a great model so uh just to repeat the link it's happy.com slash luke story for those of you guys listening we'll put it in the show notes um and you can always find the show notes for this one we'll call this one lukestory.com slash happy there we go perfect um i'm learning how to get those links in in the middle what i wanted to cover was the different signals and which things they emulate because some of them say so and some of them don't. And I also think that's a really cool model where you buy the actual physical tech one time done, you own it. And then the subscription model wherein you get value adds as new programs start to you know be released. Because when I got this app, it didn't have the last one on here, which is called bedtime. It just had the deep sleep one. And I got to say, and I'm, I feel like I'm very erratic today because I have so much going on in my mind and I'm so pumped about this. But what's really interesting is I track my sleep, of course, like all of us with the aura ring, uh, with, of course, the Bluetooth turned off. Mm -hmm. 
And as I said, I'm doing this uh, deep sleep and you can run it for eight hours. And I track my sleep. Every night that I've used that, my deep sleep has been two, two and a half hours, which like I'm able to achieve here or there from right. doing the other things, but this has become so reliable. But one thing I've actually struggled with is getting higher scores in REM sleep. So I think last night I got two and a half hours of deep sleep, but I got the little red warning from the Aura app that I only got maybe an hour of REM sleep. Mm. Are there any molecules in the can that you're working on mm -hmm. that improve the REM sleep? Yep. The only ones that ever work for me is lion's mane. If I pound a bunch of like life cycle uh, lion's mane extract, my REM scores go up immediately. But that's the only thing I've ever found that actually does that. What we're building now, I love that you hit on this. We're, we're, it's not, it's never a one size fits all, right? Like some people who use deep sleep, which is melatonin, right? Okay. It's the digital fingerprint of melatonin. They get way more REM than deep, right? It just, it, it it's how your body responds to that molecule is how you're going to respond to this. Okay. Um, but the bedtime signal, for instance, which is the newest one we put in, that's from, it's like a buildup of adenosine. And so we're, we're basically mimicking adenosine, which is a sleep trigger which builds up in your body throughout the day. And then when you go, it makes you tired when you go to sleep, it releases. So we're basically just helping pile on some before you go to bed to help you get tired. So people that do bedtime around their neck during their bedtime routine for a half hour or so. And then when you go to bed, you put on your pillow with, with the melatonin. Um, they're showing an increase in REM so far from what oh, we've seen. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, because of the adenosine that's built up. It's never perfect. Some people report all over the map, but overall they're getting better sleep. That's what we love to see. But our job is to get them out there. We're creating playlists next. Okay. Oh, cool. So like the, the relax and calm signal, right? Two forms of the uh, endocannabinoids trigger, like a CBD, a kind of a THC mix. We want to pulse those for people. Same with bedtime and deep sleep. So we want to give you back and forth so that every, you know, every 90 minutes, Hopefully you could get back into a deep REM and the rest would be light REM based on your circadian rhythm. And so we're trying to create these playlists so that people can almost play with it, you know, do a general level that helps you. And then if you really want to get into the deep biohacking, you figure out what you need. Our bed topper we're building right now is amazing. There's three sections, one for your head and neck, one for your midsection, one for your waist and down. Imagine being able to play like relax on your lower back, CBD and then melatonin and adenosine pulsed on your top. That's so badass. And then what time do you wake up in the morning? Seven or eight. So imagine not having to have an alarm clock go off, oh, but setting dude. alert. Set the alert. Set alert. Oh, and that's it, badass. And so it plays, and it's pressure censored, by the way, on the bed that we're making. And so you just lay down and it starts, so based on the analog, the internal clock of the device, blue, no Bluetooth needed. You could literally just set seven days of playlists and forget it. So if you're like, I want to get up at 7.15 tomorrow. So at 7.10, we play alert onto you wow. to wake you up feeling That's great. That's badass. And the alert one is the caffeine signal, right? Yep. Let's take a pause. I want to share something with you. You know those times that you're so into what you're doing, you can't think about anything else? The days you read half a dozen chapters, write a thousand words, or finish a work assignment without looking up once, and then finally when you do, you notice it's dark outside? 
Well, how'd you like to feel like that every day? I'm here to tell you, you can. It's totally possible. Psychologists call that feeling of being in the zone, a flow state, the optimal level of consciousness where you can perform at your best. Our sponsor, Alpha Brain, helps you to achieve flow state and supports other aspects of cognitive function for better memory, focus, and mental processing. Alpha Brain can help you remember names and places, focus on complex tasks, think more clearly under stress, and even react more quickly. And this has all been documented. With its trademark earth-based ingredient blends, Alpha Brain builds an environment in which the brain can operate on all cylinders and protects its functioning for lasting mental clarity. If you're ready to have a brain that works, turn that thing on. Go over to onnit.com slash Luke. That's O-N-N-I-T dot com slash Luke. And use the code Luke at checkout for 10% off. Get yourself into a flow state over at onnit.com slash Luke. One of the things I do too, because... I don't know. I've just always been a groggy morning person. I don't care if I get nine hours sleep and a great sleep score. It's very rare that I wake up and I'm like, let's do this. I'm just slow guy. Yep. So what I do is I'll have the, the deep sleep running and the device under my pillow. And then like, right when I wake up, I put it around my head and I, I put it on the alert. And by the time I get to the kitchen, drink a glass of water, go yep. take a leak. I'm like, I'm awake. It's amazing. What's cool about it is it doesn't ruin my meditation because if I wake up and have caffeine and then I try to go meditate for an hour, yep. I'll be ruminating a lot more and then I lose that nice deep early morning meditation. Yeah, that's so. well said. And part of that's because the other things that you're getting from a cup of coffee, right? And I have nothing against coffee. I mean, one of my main investors is Dave Asprey, father of biohacking, who created Bulletproof Coffee, right? I got nothing wrong with this stuff. I do have a problem if you're not using it in moderation. Right, the moment it becomes addictive, you know, then it's it, it causes a whole Pandora's box of other problems to deal with, and and we need to be very careful because different people have different personalities, different people. Ha- everyone has a vice. Everyone has an addiction, whether it's social media or sex or food or achievement. Or speaking of social media, can, can you make a dopamine signal? <laughs> <laughs> are we off camera um i i, I actually can say right, ima- imagine imagine or that. serotonin yeah imagine that you're you're finding like i am in this constant like push and pull with my phone because i know that i'm more addicted to it than i would like to be yet it's such a useful tool and it's the way that i get my content out and obviously connect with people in my life and and people at large but it's like it's riding the tiger you know it's 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 one of these things it's like it's something that is so potentially addictive, but you kind of have to use it. Sort of like someone who would be um, a food addict or a sex addict. It's not black and white. It's not just like, oh, I got addicted to my phone. I'm never using a phone ever again. Today's my sobriety <laughs> date of no phone, you know, and I'm going to follow that forever. It's just not feasible uh, for most of us. So, because you got to talk to your your mom on there once in a while. And yeah, you gotta, I mean, you, you know, know, check in with your friends. Like there's good on that too, I gotta right? I publish this podcast on my Instagram. See, there's good and there's bad tech, right? One of my friends, his name's BJ Fogg. He's the behavior science director, Stanford. Okay. He wrote a book called Tiny Habits. It's the number one business book on Amazon. Damn. It is killer. And I've read that thing forwards and backwards. It is so good to teach people about tiny habits. Everything is about MAP, M-A-P, motivation ability, and a prompt. You could hack any habit in your life. You could stop any habit in your life. You could start 
any habit in your life just by understanding the motivation to do it, make it easy enough to do it or hard enough to not do it, the ability to do it, the understanding, the emotional pull, the excitement level, right? The, the ability to do it is easy enough, you'll do it. If it's hard enough, you won't do it. And then prompt. If you have the right prompt in the right place at the right time, you can do or remove that prompt and you won't, right? So you can do or not do anything based on what, what BJ has in this book. It's a fantastic book. But when you think about that, you know, anything in your life can be hacked and anything in your life, you can have a prompt or you can remove a bad addiction. So when it comes to good versus bad technology, he, thank God, puts happy in the good tech column, right? Because with happy, you're not staring at a phone, right? Get, getting a slot machine dopamine hit for 10 hours on social media or TikTok or whatever it would be. You're actually able to click play, put your phone away or turn the app off and it'll still play. The signals are right here. And so it can play an eight hour signal or an hour signal, whatever it is. And I can go about my life, right? I can engage with friends. I can go on a run. I can travel. It's an engagement tool rather than a detractor from real life. Right? That's how I categorize good and bad tech. And if you can remove the EMF, or we're actually good, good EMF, right? This is like the sound floor. We're, we're using a, a signal that's between DC and 22 kilohertz. There's 22 million signal points in every signal coming from the molecule. It has to be that precise. But it's one thirty thousandth of what that phone throws off. So if you're thinking about EMF radiation from your phone, I saw your clip on the back that blocks it. I have that too. We are one thirty thousandth the amount. And so our, our goal was first do that's, no harm, right? That's like less than probably the ambient radiation when you're just living your life and there's cell towers and Wi-Fi routers around and things like that. Remember that buzz we were talking about? The <laughs> it's because we're blocking out the other EMF. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a copper coil. So this is just a 28 gauge wire wrapped around. It's creating a very small white space to, to play our signals onto. At a very, I mean, the quieter, the better. The body's incredible. For us, it's the quieter, the better. Most of what we're doing is between DC and seven kilohertz. Even though the signals go up to 22, most of the impact is just that first little bit. So the smaller the signal, tiny little changes in the body are causing these effects that people are experiencing. That's so interesting. So from the DC level, which would be harmless. I mean, actually you want, you want DC current, really. I just got a new ice bath and we tested it for EMF and found that um, obviously you're grounded, you're in a body of water, it's metal, and then it's plugged into the ground wire and your power outlet but it had massive amounts of DC current in it. And we were like, yes, it's like the opposite of an EMF problem. It's like the good EMF, like you would get from grounding or earthing in nature. So that's, that's really interesting. Yep. Uh, I got to tell you this too, before we go into these signals, we thought, okay, so I was kind of doing basic math. Okay, we got thousands of people using this thing every few days so far, a couple hours a day. And I'm just doing math. I'm like, okay, we're probably at like, you know, a couple hundred thousand hours of playtime now. I just got the stats back. We're at 900,000 hours of playtime. Wow. We just started giving these out like in August of last year and only to a few people, right? The first big launch was like October. And so we're, we're talking like in the last seven months, eight months, we're at 900,000 wow. hours of playtime. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. So that tells you that your customers are actually using it. It's not in a drawer somewhere. Yeah. Right. which is exactly why we're a membership model. Right. I would never 
urge anybody or suggest to anyone to buy something that doesn't have a monthly or an annual type membership because those companies make all their money selling it to you up front. They're not going to reinvest in R&D. They're not going to reinvest in innovation. They're going to pull that profit and be done with you. What's their incentive to have great customer service? We plow right now, we're plowing all of our money back in. Hopefully that's not the case forever, but we're plowing everything back into R&D and innovation. We want to have a whole suite of products that helps your life. And that only is possible through a membership model. We want to have a million people that are absolutely in love with how this helps their everyday life. I mean, it's life. better for the customer too. There's a, a tech that I like. Actually, I combine it with this quite often. It's called Newcom. I don't know if you've heard of Newcom. It's a neuroacoustic software. I call it like a forced meditation <laughs> you know, it's like or a nap. You think like, I couldn't possibly relax right now. I'm really stressed out. Oh yeah, you can. You put Newcom, little bio-signaling disc on your wrist, put on the tracks and I'm asking you're out. So I use it with this, but when it first, when it first came out and what I discovered it, it was like, I think like $4,500 and you're just getting, I mean, I'm just in air quotes. You're just essentially getting an app and these bio-signaling discs. So I saw the value in it, but it was difficult to share with people because they're like, what? I'm paying a few grand for an app. And then they did some more kind of internal development and then made the, basically the the product because there's not much product except for the discs free to start up. And then it's a subscription model and right. you get more discs. So it's like, then there's no initial buy-in and buyer's remorse potentially where someone's like, oh, I paid all this money for this thing and I don't really like it or don't really use it. It's like you're incentivized as the user because you're like, wow, I'm paying for this thing 20 bucks a month. I I should be using it. And right. if you're not, then you cancel, which I think right. is, I don't know, it's just a more kind of customer-friendly way to do things. It's meritocracy. Yeah. We, we have people that love it. We have some people that hate it. They're like, I don't feel a thing. This thing sucks. And we're like, okay, here's your money back. We have a money back guarantee. You know, we, we don't want anybody to get harmed or hurt or angry. Speaking and of so, harmed or hurt, uh, so you have this very low uh, EMF level with this magnetic field that's um, broadcasting these signals to your body. Mm -hmm. Would it be possible, or is it just legally not feasible where you could make stronger versions of the signals, you know? So instead of like uh, two milligrams of nicotine, you know, like however much is in a cigarette where you're dizzy or the alcohol or any of the other ones that you have in development or currently, or is there liability there where someone puts it on driving and, you know, runs over a bunch of school kids at the crosswalk mm -hmm. and, and then you got problems. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so safety wise, the good news is that since there's nothing physical in your body, we have never had a serious adverse event in almost a million hours of playtime now. And this is us and our parent company working in the cancer space, trying to give basically poison, which is chemo, to your body. They are helping people, but they're not having these negative side effects that the actual drug would. That's the beautiful thing about this. Now, about signal strength is, the, is one of the bigger questions we get. If, if there's a trauma buildup that someone has, I'm talking like deep trauma where they're not in touch with their feelings. They, they don't know how to feel what's going on in their body. It's these people that go to the dentist and they get a Novocaine shot, five of them, and they don't feel anything, right? Some people are impervious to alcohol and how it makes them feel until they're blackout, right? This happens to some people. Huge Stanford study that came out 10 years ago said 10% of people don't feel anything under their neck. Like really don't until it's so bad that they need help. Um, that's something that we deal with all the time because people are like, they put it on, they're like, am I supposed to feel something? It's like, well, 
yes and no. It's not like an electric shock. Okay, you're not going to hear anything. It's inaudible, but you will start to feel certain sensations in your body if you're in, if you can be in tune with that. And so we do work with, we coach people all the time. Let's do a 10 day onboarding. If you just do 30 minutes of alert and then 30 minutes of sleepy or deep sleep, and then back to it, like if you just do that a few times, you'll get the entrainment. You'll, your brain will start to recognize this. And then in terms of strength, the more you do it, the quicker you feel it, right? It gets stronger as you go, not forever, but it gets to a, a level of strength as you do it more and more. And we right now in the labs are, are recording much, I would, I'll just say this, much stronger, okay? And we do have to be careful with how we launch these um, and to what audience we launch these. Yeah, can you do like a 21 and over <laughs> app? Yeah, we're, we're, we're trying to figure this out every day, yeah, right? Like yeah. we, you know. But potentially, scientifically, it would be possible yes. for you guys to crank one of these up. Yeah, and- or just pulse them, right? Like maybe, like for some of our customers, it's too strong. They're like, this is too much. I need less because maybe two, three milligrams of nicotine is perfect for you and I. It's too much for other people. They love the focus it gives them, but they're like, I need less. So what we would do with those people is give them a couple minutes and then stop them for five. Uh, So we want to go down to medium to low, maybe low. Right now it's about a medium, I'd say. And then a higher would be maybe a, a different molecule that gives maybe a certain effect, right? Um, like right now we we're using like a fun scotch signal for happy, right? Just because most people flush cheeks, takes the edge off, makes them a little happier and they're enjoying themselves. It's a social lubricant signal. Well, we are looking at straight up like things like dopamine and serotonin type signals. And that would be way better than a, a scotch. We would put them in separate categories for people. And so the idea here is to just give, let people have a playground, right? And then what do you want? Do you want better sleep? Do you want more energy? Do you want more productivity? Do you just want to de-stress at the end of a long day? Or maybe you're a customer service rep who should be playing, you know, relax most of the day, right? We actually had a company, Strategic Coach, they bought hundreds of them for all their employees. And they've said it was the best investment they've ever made in their teams. Their teams loved it as a Christmas present, um, but they love the results they're getting from it. Because their teams are healthier, they're happier, they're enjoying themselves. It's a very thoughtful gift. It's incredible for the community, the company. So we think enterprise sales is going to be huge for us in the future. Is uh, DMT a non-covalent bond? No. DMT is covalent. Psilocybin Ah. and ketamine and MDMA, those are more non-covalent. Interesting. Yeah. That's all I can say about that (laughs) for right now. We're going to have to talk after this. Oh, yeah. We have beta groups. Uh, <laughs> and then, okay, I'm going to go back to the signals here before I take us off the rails. And yes, you'll be in our beta group. So God. we'll talk about this later. Bring it on. Bring it on. No, I mean, I don't mean to sound like a, you know, a hippie or anything. I just, I think there's so many valuable compounds out there in the world that get a bad rap. Yeah. And I'm not, look, I'm not a plant medicine guy. I've never done a huge journey or anything like that. And I'm not telling anybody to do that, but I've, I've talked to, I won't say any names, but on like the world's leaders, the world's leaders, when it comes to all these different industries and thought leaders, uh, CEOs, entrepreneurs, doctors, holistic practitioners, everybody says, if you could get a minor effect of some of these things, a ketamine, a psilocybin or something like that, that they use to help so many people, and you don't have those addictive chemical effects in the body, those are potent. 
But what if you could get an extremely dumbed down dilutive signal that would help you with meditation, for instance? We call it, we call it experience or meditate. That would have, I think, so many positive net benefits to society. You know, aside from the stigmas that some people have, if it could help you reach a little bit more of a euphoric, meditative, loved, feeling loved state or a parasympathetic response, I think the benefits would be astronomical. Yeah, I agree. And that's, that's why I mentioned that stuff. I mean, take something like ketamine that, I mean, I knew about that stuff a long time ago. I would never have taken it. It just didn't, it's like gross. Like it just never appealed to me at all. And then some people in my space started using it for either you know, deeper therapy or just sort of microdosing it for meditation and things like that. One of my guests gave me a little ketamine trochee one time and and I've done it on a number of occasions. Definitely for me, not a habit forming thing, but there is benefit in it um, to go into just a really still open awareness meditative state if you get the dose right. But there are also some nasty side effects at times, like kind of a headache afterward, grogginess. So that's one of the reasons I don't do it more often. I really like the 20, 30 minutes when I take it and stack it with new calm or something, something like happy, the Apollo, uh, you know, device, things like that, just kind of stack a bunch of things and just go away for a half an hour. But it's not really practical to do so if then the rest of your day shot. Exactly. You know, so I think that these things have benefits and speaking to the plant medicines and psychedelics, I mean, God, they're done in the right set and setting with the right intention, the right guide. I mean, they can be hugely transformative, but tons of side effects, you know, it could be vomiting, could be kind of an emotional hangover, physical hangover. It's not, it's not for everyone, although the benefits probably would serve most. Um, it's just those barriers to entry or that it's quite taxing on your body in some cases, you know? And that's really the, the, the holy grail for us is if we can take away, not just the toxicological side effects, which we've done, but if we can take away the stigma, right? If you could experience these things without anything actually in your body. It's like playing a, a, a song, right? My grandma was, I told the story, I think before, but my grandma was the reason I did this. She was the first person to try the, the CBD signal and she's never touched anything. Okay. She's like teetotaler kind of lady. I love her death, uh, rest her soul. But this was years ago when we got the first signal, the relaxed signal from CBD. And she's had arthritis since the 80s, couldn't sleep barely at all, a lot of pain, a lot of issues. And uh, I just was like, all right, if it works on grandma, it's going to work. Okay. I didn't tell her anything. I didn't want to like placebo trick her. So I put it on her. And I just, I didn't even tell her what it was. I was like, hey, this might help you. Just try it out. So she didn't know what it was. And so 15 minutes later, she's like bouncing around, feeling amazing, giving hugs. Like she looked like a completely different person. I was like, okay, this is amazing. Well, that night she played it again and she slept 11 hours, which she hasn't slept more than five or six for 20 years. Wow. The next morning, my grandpa walked up to me and gave me $100,000. And we don't do this. Our family's not like an invest in each other. You know, we always give away, you know, we don't want to mess it with the next generation. We're four generations of making a lot of money and giving it all away. I'm going to do the same thing, right? I'm so glad for that actually. But he gave me a hundred thousand dollars. He was like, "You need to do this with his with a billion other people. What you did for Grandma is so life trans rich, life transforming. This needs to happen with as many people as you can. And we don't need this money. We're going to die someday soon. Take it and and help people with it. And that was where the moment I was like, "All right, I'm in. Wow. And that was way back at the beginning of a few years ago when we 
when I was thinking, should I try something as crazy as this? Like, should I really bring something this insane to market where I know millions of people are going to be like, BS, that's bullshit. You're snake oil. And then grandma's experience was the first one where I was like, all right, I got it. I, I can't not. I can't not. Well, I think, you know, that's some of these things are hard for people to understand because there is a lot of snake oil out there. And also, it's like that too good to be true thing, you know? But anyway, having subjectively experienced it, obviously, and digging it, I'm, I'm sold. Um, I know we're almost out of time here. So run me through just the existing signal. So alert is caffeine. Calm is THC. THC from THC. From yeah. THC. And okay. a, it's like a little bit of a proprietary blend. That's why we don't say straight THC because that's a it's a claim I don't want to have out there in the public, but it's a kind of a mixed concoction. Okay. Some the origins of a cannabis plant. And focus. Nicotine. And happy. That scotch. one's scotch. Okay. Yeah. The the magnetic signature of all these. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. And then relax. C B D. Okay, and deep sleep is melatonin, and bedtime is the other funky one. Adenosine, which is just a signaling molecule that makes you tired. It's a sleep trigger, and then deep sleep is a sleep regulator. That's why we wanted to have both of those. Got it. And then a bunch more coming. The cool thing is, once you have it, this can this holds a bunch of signals. So that is going to get the signal onto the app, just for all of our members. We have the yeah. next one coming, uh, hopefully end of June. So basically, when you have the subscription, then you're just automatically, every time you update the app, the new signals are on your app and you rock and roll. Yep. All right. In the last five minutes here, give me some of the stats with the studies that you guys are doing. I think you mentioned them earlier around rats or mice studies, the placebo blinded. I've heard you talk about some of that stuff and it's pretty impressive where a certain, you know, pretty high percentage of people using it know that it's on or if it's not on, yep. they can tell what signal it is, blind studies, that kind of thing. This was step one, by the way. This was like, I don't want anyone touching this until we figure it out because the science has got to be, it's got to speak for itself. And so before I even started, our parent company has been doing many rounds of FDA trials. They've done their own tests. They've done animal studies. They've got six peer-reviewed journal entries in CNS Oncology, Journal of Biomedicine, other ones like that. Um, but when I started, I want to make sure that our signals worked placebo and blinded. So first thing we did was animal tests. No signal will ever touch a human uh, until we've tested it for safety and efficacy on the mice. And so we use a third-party CRO uh, called Crown Bio out of San Diego. And they have blinded lab techs that do those studies on them. And we'll do duration studies with you know, pathology workups afterwards just to make sure. And then we check basic behavior. Right, So on the melatonin signal, we saw hypoactive or somnolescence. On the CBD, we literally saw them with their paws splayed out. We weren't in there. The lab techs were. We watched on camera. We saw on the caffeine, they're grooming, they're jumpy, they're alert. And you're comparing it all against the norm, like the, the, the neutral group or the control group. And so we check that first. And then after we do all those safety tests, we get cleared. And then our doctors allow us to move it into humans. So we'll start with anecdotal. How do you feel? Give us responses. We tell some, we don't tell others. And then once that clears, we'll go more into a study like, okay, now we've got, you know, the last one we did was 92 sessions of people playing a signal and they don't know if it's on or off, right? Or they don't know if it's alert or sleepy, right? And they were almost 100% accurate. It was 100% knowing it was on or off. They could feel wow, something. that's crazy. Um, it was almost 100% which signal between two signals. Now, if I gave you a blind all six, that's hard, right? 
But if I just gave you alert or sleepy and said, it's either that or off, they were 100% accurate. And they were 100% accurate between like alert and calm, focus and relax, right? The only one that didn't work was sleepy and relax because that's CBD and melatonin. I mean, if we took one of those each, we wouldn't know who's got what, right? It's, it's like Merlot versus Malbec, right? So that one was like 72% accurate. The other ones were 100% or near 100%. And so that was huge for us to be able to showcase. Here's what's That's going on. Super impressive. And then we were doing a sleep study with 100 of our customers right now. That's beginning. It's in the middle of it. So I can't give full results. But anecdotally, we've had many, many people show or ring stats, uh, improved stats. So we know something's happening while they're sleeping which is great news. Now there could be some placebo if you're putting it under your pillow, you're like, okay, it's there and I can get a good night's sleep. That's for sure happening, some. But I have an opinion of placebo that once you've proven it, once you're showing it scientifically and control against placebo, pile on the placebo. Why would you want someone to doubt it for the rest of their life, right? I mean, yeah. this, the same is true with anything. Like if you really want to feel good, you, placebo should help you, not yeah. hurt you. Yeah. So anyway, that's the, those are the studies we're doing right now. We're also doing a Cambridge brain science study on, on our memory with our focus signals. That's coming up in the next month or two. And then we continue to do these as we go. Every new signal gets tested. And, and are these studies uh, published on the site? Do you guys have a blog on there or anything where you're showing this yep. for people that want to go in and really geek out on it? Yep, we have a blog um, and we have happy.com slash science. If oh, you want cool. to go to that page, it'll outlink to the parent company's science and their peer-reviewed journals. You can see all of our placebo-controlled blinded studies. You can see the mice studies. We're constantly adding. We have a white paper even that just is basic education on the uh, how... Uh, electromagnetic fields affect biology mm -hmm. and how that works. So yeah. Wow. Badass, dude. All right. We're going to wrap it up. So this is going to be a quick answer for you. And I'm going to put you on the spot here, Scott, who have been three teachers or teachings that have influenced your work in your life that you might share with us. Wow. Okay. What comes to mind initially is Keith Cunningham. The book is called the road less stupid. It's the best book I've ever read on thinking how to set up thinking time, the questions to ask, ask yourself in any situation. It's incredible for entrepreneurs, people that are trying to advance careers, families, relationships, know themselves. That's probably my favorite book I've read. Tiny Habits is amazing with BJ Fogg. I referenced that earlier. Um, I'm a big old literature man. I love Greek literature. I love scripture. I love reading the Upanishads. Jesus is probably my favorite character of all time. Uh, as a Christian, obviously, he's influenced my life big time. So read the Gospels. There awesome. you go. Those the are the three for the me, Gospel man. Gospel of Luke, my narcissistic favorite. There you go. <laughs> and uh, in closing, guys, again, go to happy.com. It's pronounced happy. Happy. But, yeah. yeah, but spelled H-A-P-B-E-E.com slash Luke Story. And Scott's kind generosity will be shown there for those of you that want to check this out. And with that, my friends, I will let you go. Thank you so much for coming out and joining me. Enjoy your uh, call with Dr. Gundry. Tell him I said what's up. Will and, do. And uh, we'll see you on the next one. Thanks again. This was great. Thank you for joining me on another episode of the Life Stylist Podcast. If you found value in this episode, please be so kind as to share it with a friend or maybe even an acquaintance. I'd also like to remind you that Scott and his team have given you guys an incredible offer at happy.com slash Luke Story. That's H-A-P-B-B, happy.com slash Luke Story. They're giving you guys 80 bucks off the starter kit and $200 off the founder kit. So make sure to check that out. 
as far as I know, they have a very um, generous uh, return policy too. So, you know, if you try something like this and you find that it doesn't impress you, uh, know that they'll give you your money back, which I think is very integrous. I love companies that are uh, reliable in that way. Not all are, you know, some make it very difficult to return something. However, if you're anything like me, that ain't going to happen because I love this thing. I'm totally obsessed with it. Um, in fact, so much so that it's it's become a bit of an annoyance for my my uh, lady, uh, Allison, because I always have it around my neck or even sometimes on my head and it bangs into her when I go give her a hug or do anything like that. It's pretty funny. So you might run into that problem. Other than that, I think you'll be fine. But I tell you what, this happy thing, man, is really um, providing a lot of value for me just in keeping me calm when I start to freak out helping with sleep, et cetera. So again, uh, definitely check these things out if you if you feel called. And if not, you know, as I always say, just keep up the prayer, man. I think that's really the thing that's going to get us through prayer, meditation, breath work, being in nature, grounding, being around positive, happy people, letting people love you, loving on other people, sticking together in solidarity and unity, um, not demonizing people that we disagree with, right? I think that's one of the main consequences of what we're seeing in the world right now is this immense division between people who have different positions on medicine and how and by what means it should be administered, etc. So, you know, hang tough. And also remember to stand your ground for those of you that enjoy freedom and democracy, despite its, you know, shortcomings, uh, there are more of us on the planet that value the liberty of the human spirit than there are those um, who care to suppress it. So just know uh, we are many and we will prevail. 